You hear that, Low? You hear that, Jimmy? The sweet, sweet sound of after the movies. I forgot we don't use code names on this show. All right, here we go, Aaron. Oh. Turning the sign over. The Lomo Lounge is open, baby. I think for the first time in at the movies or after after the movies, we got ourselves a little, maybe a little heated discussion here between uh, Jimmy and Aaron. Maybe, but I don't think so because I think I have fooled on this film. I will still, I do still, I enjoyed it and I am going to speak positively of it, but there are many, many flaws and it's kind of a movie that I've come to understand like in hindsight everyone's take on it is valid. There is not a bad take on this movie. Somebody could watch this and hate it. And I would completely understand somebody else could watch it and just be like, you know what? I had fun, which is kind of where I am. And I get that too. So, um, I am maybe not super passionate about it either way, but I enjoyed myself and I'm looking forward to talking about it. I am drinking a neon colored natural light natter day. Uh, that kind of matches the the pinkish color scheme of the film, but mostly it's just what I had in my fridge. Yeah. Um, good for the summer though. A good summer beverage, a good drink. It's good. Should mix some vodka in it. I don't know who would do that, but yeah, it's not like we got together for a filming weekend recently and I don't even know how this happened. I don't even know if you, if it was your suggestion or, or if I joked about it and then you were like, all right, do it. <laughs> I remember, but, but uh, we did it. We did it. We had Natty Light with a shot of vodka in it. And you know what? About as about as bad as you'd think, but not awful. Yeah. Drinkable. Drinkable. Because here's the thing. Is it already... I said I was never going to drink Natural Light again after college. Because I was like, man, I don't, you know. But then, I have put, money. but then they put artificial sugar and it made it almost like a soda. You were like, hell yeah, baby, sign me up. You... You know my body so well. I am such a soda person, and it tastes, uh, yeah, it's like everyone else has got these fancy schmancy seltzers. And yeah, I get it. They have their place. But baby, show me another beer that's just pouring strawberry lemonade into it, because that's that's what I want. That's, oh, yeah, dude. They are good. They are good. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I guess I might have warmed up a little bit to this movie than when we were watching it. I think you cooled down a little bit. I warmed up a little bit. I had a tough time, man. After I'll be watching this, then I started streaming. I was asking my chat. I was like, what do you guys think of this movie? And it was interesting. Um, some people said they really enjoyed it. Other people were like, yeah, d- like, it, you know, it wasn't for me. And it wasn't for me either, man, which was unfortunate. I, I was really excited for it. I think it's super self-indulgent. I think, I think the history leading into this movie is maybe more interesting than anything we'll have to say about the movie itself but we'll, we'll get into that um i just want yeah i so this movie has gotten uh very mildly positive reviews and not that rotten tomatoes matters but i think it's sitting around like a 70 um so most people enjoy it but i don't think anyone is out there or should be out there really saying that this is like pinnacle of film um but what so let's zach snyder uh hot topic hot director um based you know coming off of the the snyder cut the fabled snyder cut of the justice league um going all the way back to 300 and dawn of the dead so where where do you just stand with zach snyder as a whole 
I mean, of his movies. And do you have any history, any movies you particularly liked or disliked from him? I'm just right in the middle, man. I don't really have anything bad. I don't really have anything too crazy to say either as far as his films. Yeah, we're like an unbiased news source, folks, because I am in a similar in a similar boat. I don't I haven't seen 300 in a long time. That feels like a movie that I would either watch now and be like, this is terrible, or I would watch it and just be like, this is terrible, but I like it. <laughs> like, I don't think there's any way I'd go I'm back to that and be like, I'm afraid to watch film. that movie. I'm afraid to watch 300 again. I really enjoyed it. And if anything of season two taught me about after yeah. the movies, movies like that, once you watch them again, typically don't hold up. The like third time you watch them, unfortunately. And I'm just going to let it sit there and let me think about it the way it was back when I watched it. Yeah. Let me say the reason that I was excited for this film was uh, in 2004, Zack Snyder made a Dawn of the Dead remake. And I think that the original Dawn of the Dead is maybe the best zombie movie of all time. It's I think my favorite zombie movie of all time is Return of the Living Dead. I think it's a little more fun. Um, but Dawn of the Dead is is a perfect film. Um, one I would love to cover on the show someday on, on one of our shows someday. But so he made this remake and there's a lot of horror remakes in the 2000s and most of them very bad. And it would be easy to think that this one was just kind of another one in a long line of studios churning out these remakes that, that, that kind of sucked. Um, but it was actually quite good and I revisited it recently and it doesn't touch the original in terms of just the original is a director at the height of his, I mean, it's George Romero. It's he's at the height of his directing powers. It's 1970s and um, the social commentary in it is on point. It is just like a masterpiece. I don't think but, I saw it to be honest with you. I don't think I've seen this movie that you're talking yeah, about. It is. It is. Um, it doesn't try to do the social commentary that the original did, and that's fine because Zack Snyder is not a guy that should be doing social commentary in his movies. Um, he just made a very solid zombie movie that takes place in a mall, and it's very enjoyable. It's a lot of fun to watch, and so that was why I was excited because this, to me, was like, even if it's not in the same universe, I like what he's done with zombies and horror in the past. Premise itself is very interesting. A zombie, a heist zombie film is just crazy enough that it's a lot of fun. Um, did you watch the Snyder Cut? Let's stop there real quick. No? No. I have a hard time. I, I have a hard time watching films that I feel like need to, that are longer than what they need to be just because you want to throw in. It's and like, that's all. It's a hot take. All the Snyder Cut is. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> And this is why I think I don't like this. There has to be somebody that says at a certain point, and this is the producer in me. This is like, I guess more of like somebody has to cut some of the shit out, like cut it, trim it, lean it. And just like, I don't want to watch the Snyder cuts. I've already seen justice league. I don't need to see two more hours of it. I don't even know what they could put. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't. And it's like somebody that like, I generally like superhero movies, but like, I don't freaking want to watch it. I don't, I have no desire. And and quite frankly, after this movie, I don't want to see anything that Snyder does anymore (laughs) because it's like, 
it's too it's too much man it's too much because now that you said about the snyder cut now i'm mad now i'm like i don't even want to i don't watch anything else because this movie was too long it was too long for what it was this aggression will not stand man it was that's too, how you sound right yeah, now it was too long very you sound like a person that's like having a breakdown in public and they're like somebody's gotta tell him he has to stop and everyone else is like <laughs> and I, have, like, I have no qualms with Zack snyder at all i don't i liked all of his movies up until uh, this point that i've seen i have no issues with it i liked justice league did i need to see the snyder cut no am i gonna see the snyder cut probably not because i don't want to watch a movie in three-day increments like we did with the hollow man pretty much like i did with with justice league literally three days and what i'll tell you is here's the thing i watched that movie as an event because i am not i mean i'll watch a superhero movie and i've seen good superhero movies i'm not the kind of fan that is like always looking forward to the next superhero movie and the only reason that i watched this was because there was so much lore around the production of it um that i was just fascinated that this thing got made that like people this thing got made because people positive or negative whatever people say that his fans are toxic i was not involved in any of the twitter discussion but to me it's interesting enough that people can influence that much have that much influence people going online and saying you know, release this version of the movie so much that a studio actually does it. And, and honestly, probably too, like it's great because he, you can see more of his creative decisions with things, which is, I think is a great thing. So nobody misquote me and thinking that I think like, like kill all creative decision. It's just like, like, I feel like you need an editor. You need yeah, an editor. Like, yep. I, I think that, I think that's, that's yeah. And what you're saying makes sense because the, you don't, Bringing in the studio, like having the studio make all the decisions, that is what would kill all creative decisions. Having an editor just yeah. makes your film better. Yep. You know? Um, and what I'll say about Justice League, sorry, but like I watched that four-day cut, and I actually watched, I even watched Batman versus Superman beforehand to prepare, because I remembered liking that movie, and people don't like that movie. And I watched it, and it's not like perfect, but I was like, oh, like, I kind of like this movie. I'm surprised that, that people don't like it as much as they, as, as much as they do. Um, but going into justice league, man, like I couldn't imagine what that cut improved on. It was four hours of nonsense and loud noises and, and big action sequences that felt like they had no stakes. And so that brought my, my excitement for this movie down. And maybe that's why I had an easier time swallowing this pill just because I was like, man, this could be a hot turd on a plate. And I went in See, and. the Oh, my God. I wish I was on your side of things. I went into this with the highest of expectations and I was looking forward <laughs> to this film. That's well, why I'm the way all down here. And you're all the <laughs> you were way at the bottom and I was way at the top. And my fall from grace was more than your rise to the top, man. That's what it came down to. Can, I think we can meet pretty close to a middle ground i think on a lot of this because here's what i'll say the the most positive thing that i can that i'm gonna say outside of me just enjoying it and i do have some some things that i really like you can disagree with this but to me this movie is two hours and 20 minutes long and it should have had things cut there absolutely should have been cuts but what i'll say is that it didn't feel as long didn't feel like a slog to me like they got to the vault and I checked the time. Actually, I think you do feel differently because I think I remember this exact conversation. They got to the vault 
I said, wow, we're like, we're halfway through this movie. And you were like, I can't believe there's an hour left. Yeah, we're at very different ends of this <laughs> you know? because I feel where you say like it could have been cut. I feel like there's whole plot points that could have been removed from this film. And it would have been a much better film. That whole thing with his daughter and her friends, that could have been gone. There was no need Dean, for that, that yeah. creepy guy. That creepy guy at the beginning, yeah. that that whole thing could have been gone. And then you could have made the story only, like about the heist, which it should have been, and then end it at the vault and them getting out. And that's it. You didn't need all this like subplot going on to make this movie two, two and a half hours long. It's not needed. You could have cut 45 minutes off of this thing. Do you like... So not only could you cut plot points, you could cut characters out of this thing because there's entirely too many characters to the point where the only name I'm going to mention in this outside of Zack Snyder, I think, is Dave Bautista. Yeah, I because remember. I don't know. I don't know anybody else. Oh, Tig. I, really I know Tig and Nataro. Yep. I know Tig Nataro. Okay. That's, yep. And we'll get to that too because there's some interesting stuff there going on. Um, I don't, there's too many characters entirely. And the thing is, they get wasted. The only, the only two people make it out of this thing alive. So I get, on one hand, the horror movie person in me understands the need to have bodies because you do want to have kills. That's part of the movie. And there are. So the, let's get into, let's do positives first. I really like how the zombies look in this movie. I think it does some, bring some new ideas to the zombie genre because this is a genre that you and I talked about when we watched Train to Busan recently. Um, a genre that was so played out at a certain time that I just you couldn't convince me to watch a zombie movie because it felt like nothing was new, nothing was fresh. It's the same recycled stuff, The Walking Dead. It's the same two episodes of talking, one episode of zombie attacks, and it just goes over and over. And Zombie Mania in, like, 2010. This movie, I really like the idea of the alpha zombies, how there is like a king and a queen essentially of this society and they are smarter. And I really love the iron mask that the lead zombie wears. I think it is so cool that this idea that this zombie was smart enough um, to know that like his head is his vulnerable point and to create this thing that he wears. Um, it felt like it was out of a comic book for me, and it worked in that sense, because this is a movie where you want style. You want style over, you know, we're not complaining because this movie doesn't have substance. That doesn't really matter. Like, we didn't expect it to have substance. The problem is the substance it it, it does have is incorrect. It's not, it's not written well. And it takes away from that style that you're talking about. Right. It takes away... It's fine if you don't have it, but when it starts to take take away, that's when I start to draw a little bit of an issue. Certain if you're going to have, a, as Joe Bob Briggs would say, often he often says, no story to take away from the plot. Uh, and so it's, yeah, again, you don't need it. But if you're going to have it, you better make sure it's good. Because that's when it's going to lose me. If you just throw a bunch of like junk at the screen, I might love it. I might just be like, yeah, I don't care. Like I love the way that this movie is just colors and exciting and fun it's me hitting that that monkey button for my brain that's just like entertainment you know but if you're gonna try to tell a story it needs to make sense or i'm gonna start nitpicking a little bit you know yep. um so th that would be my main positive is that i just really in general i enjoyed the zombie design and like some of the stuff he did um one kill in particular the zombie tiger kill 
definitely worth uh, the price of admission in terms of you see the zombie tiger, you say, man, I hope that thing gets some screen time at some point, and it does, and it's great. It's a great kill in that movie. You know, um, it stands out. The only thing, and I, I don't know, I guess this is me. At one point when we see the tiger, the tiger's cool. The one of the one of the actors goes, Oh, it's one of Sig it's one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers. When did all this movie <laughs> when does this movie take place? Siegfried Siegfried's been like passed away for years and Roy unfortunately passed away from COVID. Don't ask how I know the weirdest shit, but like where I'm was surprised this? we didn't get Where's the zombie tiger? Siegfried? Has it just been like chilling? Like what the hell? Right. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get zombie Siegfried. Yeah. Um, I think the setting is cool. I don't know that they used it to the extent that they could have. I would have liked to have seen more. So like, it's very fun to me. If you're going to have a setting like Vegas, it's very fun to me to see a zombie Elvis impersonator. Or zombie showgirls. The my favorite action sequence in the movie is the one where they're in the casino, and there's like coins going everywhere. You know that yeah. is fun use of the environment, and I really like that. They probably could have used the Vegas setting a little bit more, um, but I do think just in terms of like those are the things that made this enjoyable for me. I enjoyed next to nothing about the story, as you said, the stuff with his daughter. There's a half-baked romantic subplot with the female lead where there's this thing of like you know like they have that a history maybe or something sense. it doesn't none of it matters none of it matters like you just don't care and the stuff you do want to see is just these these really good action sequences there's a sequence where uh another thing these zombies are in like hibernation they do this this movie actually bites off of alien aliens a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, there are entire scenes that are lifted from aliens in this film. Um, I will reference Red Letter Media's review for it. There is a scene where they come back up at the end of the film and the helicopter's gone. And they're like, she left us. And then the helicopter suddenly appears. And that's pulled directly from aliens. Somebody, on the Jay on Red Letter Media brought up a great point. They don't hear the... Okay, so the elevator just, like... Or the, the, the helicopter just shows up. They don't hear it. <laughs> that Even though it's, like, presumably hovering, like, six feet below the building. They don't hear it until it's, like, right in front of them. And then they're like, oh, she's here. Do you know what's um, cool? The cool thing about this is, like, not gonna talk about the other guy. Because, quite quite frankly, I don't need to give him his name any more credit but like tig did all those like green screen like she they weren't acting they weren't acting in like like in front of anybody they were just reading lines she said she never met dave bautista yeah which is interesting um which is which is interesting tig is awesome i think that she's i think she's good in this role i like her as like the cocky helicopter pilot um i think she's good as like comedic relief and i think she did a better job than that other guy would have done anyways. Um, I do think that some of the dialogue is like, this isn't her at all. This is the writing. There's a part where he, where Dave Bautista is talking to her on the walkie and he's at the vault and she, all of her dialogue to him is just 
witty every single one is like a witty comeback yeah like to the point where it's like four or five in a row and you're like okay <laughs> he's like he's like how's it going up there she's like oh you know just getting a tan up here and you're like oh, all right like we get it you know maybe just cut down a little it's not take it all it's the writing um man i so so what did you how did you feel about the zombie elements of this because that was my main how did you feel about the zombie elements and like the action set pieces was there anything there that was redeemable for you yeah so first of all i have to say the zombie uh like lore that they have for this is really cool like i really enjoy it like uh, the opening scene when they're like transporting the alpha and it escapes and he's just hunting them down i thought that was really cool and it put me at, so I was like, this is going to be sweet. And then seeing like the zombie baby and like this, it was cool. It brought a new like element to what I think is kind of like an over, overdone kind of like genre type, like zombie films. In my opinion, I think they're like a dime a dozen at this point. Everybody does a zombie film, good, bad, and different. Like, but the way that they did all these zombies, cool. The scenery was nice. And, uh, the most, <laughs> I saw like a couple of like photos from set and seeing like a bunch of people run around in like green morph suits is probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so that's yeah. cool. That's cool. The way that they've so much of this, man. And so this didn't bother me at all when I was watching it, but it, it has come up as a criticism that I've seen is that so much of Vegas, the Vegas setting is, is just entirely, it's like a digital map painting. Like it is green screen. And like, I didn't notice. So maybe this is something that's like my untrained eye because I just, I liked it. I thought it looked good. I thought it, I liked the setting. But people with a more trained eye might be able to actually see where the, the actual set stops. Maybe they have, you know, a couple of cars that are overturned, a couple of, like a little bit of fire here or something. And then you can kind of see where it's blurred in the background that that is where the digital composition comes in so a couple of plot points a couple of more plot points are taken from aliens um the guy that immediately turns on them and what's interesting in this movie not okay so not only do they bring a guy that immediately turns on them but the guy is there because the mission is not really spoiler doesn't have anything to do with the vault it's more about bringing back the head of the alpha one of the alphas because they want to use it as a weapon which is exactly what aliens is um exactly what aliens is and not only that what's fascinating to me is that they they point out they have a conversation where they're like this guy's gonna guy's gonna like screw us over and like they don't do anything about it and then they and then he screws them over and he gets a person killed and and like um they try to address the like the plot holes a little bit too much like they were like right on the nose when he grabs the head and he was like well i know we already tried it before and it didn't work out but maybe this time will be different because like they already (laughs) messed it up that's why they're in this plane that's why they're like why this guy want the head again he's like well we're trying again it's like he clearly messed everything up the first time this brings me to a very interesting point have you seen the theories about this film no do i want to I'm going to walk you through this. You're going to say, here's what I'll say. I read them and I thought this is bullshit. This is horseshit. 
Like immediately. I was like, this is not true. Zack Snyder has confirmed in a statement that some of it is true. I don't know why this wasn't. It certainly wasn't clear to me in the film watching it. This is a movie that deals with time loops. And this may come back in there. So they're, they're working on a prequel with the vault guy, guy that the, 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 the comic relief that cracks the safes. They're doing an animated series as well. Netflix. So they're really milking this thing. But at, so at the beginning of the movie, they're having the discussion about Area 51 or whatever. There's two UFOs that I did not notice. There's two UFOs that, like, fly away. And then when they get to the vault, there is some dialogue, again, which I did not notice. <laughs> and I like this movie. I, I must not have been paying attention. There's some dialogue about time loops and, like, alternate timelines. And so there is a corpse that is wearing the same necklace as the female lead that has this half-baked relationship with, with De Bautista. Um, there are bodies that they say, that they mention suspiciously look like them. And when they open up the vault, there are four different guns stacked up against the wall that are the same gun carried by the guy that gets locked in the vault gets out at the end so apparently the idea is that they have done this before they have done this mission four times before and i don't know no i don't know if the guy that's putting them up to it is like he is the he runs some kind of, you know, giant evil conglomerate that we see in these movies. Technocorp, making the world a better place. And they just, like, unleash zombies on everyone. I don't know if he is responsible for it. Like, is, does he have the technology to do it? I don't know what the purpose is. I don't know if it's... I, is that why they get the head and say, maybe it'll be different this time? Because they've done it four times. Are we giving this movie entirely too much credit? Yes. Because... I love stuff like that. None of this is clear enough in the film that I would ever go back and pick up on it and be like, oh, that's an interesting choice. You know, like sometimes a filmmaker will not, well, they will ask a question, not answer it in Prometheus or something. Another divisive movie, but maybe a bad example. But sometimes you'll go, oh, I like that they didn't answer that question because it makes it mysterious and it works. This movie is, it's like it, doesn't ask the questions at all. It like hints at them and then they just mean nothing. There's no why. Why does it matter that there's time loops? What does it have to do with anything? I went away from that movie not even knowing that they were a part of it. I just thought that it was a straightforward zombie heist movie that we watched. So like, what's the point? You know? Oh man, you know what? I love movies with time loops, dude. I love movies that mess around with time, but you know what? There's so much going on. The last thing they need to do is like now be messing with time. I'm just, I'm yeah. sorry. There's so much going on that they tried to put in this one. It's like, now what are, now what are you doing? You're going back and forth and it's happening again. And then like in the next one, you're going to try to stop it. But then like, 
you're t- then you're like reestablishing these love interests and these other storylines and these subplots and all this other stuff. It's just, I don't know. I'm not here for it. The only thing that worked for me in terms of the daughter father relationship. Uh, and this just, I think typically this isn't a special thing. I just think that it worked is her having to execute her father at the end of the movie. And I think typically in zombie movies that works, it worked for me here. I, because Dave Bautista to me put on not an amazing performance, but one that I enjoyed. I thought he's a fun to watch on screen. I enjoyed his performance. So seeing that at the end of the movie, seeing him die and, and having her be the person that has to do it, that is the only part of that 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 really worked for me. But the movie should have ended there, and it didn't. And this is something that you and I agree on. Just an awful, just an awful ending that is just a setup for sequel. Yeah, I mean, just like terrible, bl- blatant, like Marvel level. Sorry, <laughs> but it's true. And and it's it, but here's the thing. I'm not even making fun of Marvel because the, if you go to Marvel expecting that, you stick around after the credits because you want that scene. You know? and this is not a post credit scene. <laughs> they were like there were like a hundred people. There wasn't that many people at Spiral, but the amount of people that sat and waited for a post-credit scene. Like, and I was like, leave. It's not happening. Like Samuel Jackson was going to turn into Nick Fury and he was going to be like, <laughs> it's like I'm assembling a team of we like were killing serial killers. We were leaving and there was just like so many people just waiting like. Right. It's it. it is a plague upon dude. Nobody. Oh, there's websites dedicated. There's websites that you can Google to find out. Do I got to stick around this fucking credits? We're to doing watch it to, to ferret. There's another. We're scene? doing it to ferret. I put a, oh. I put it after the credits in there for ferret. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just such a blatant. You go so you go to a Marvel movie. You know that's gonna happen. With this, it just felt so tacked on. Like oh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, that guy who was in the vault. Well, nuke went off, but he was in the vault, so now he's alive. And look, he's on a plane now. He got the money. And, oh, he doesn't feel so good. Oh, what could be happening? What could be happening in this zombie movie where this person doesn't feel so good at the end of the movie? You know, it just uh, it didn't work for me. Um, no, the ending the ending was bad. I think that's... I think we got our thoughts. I think that you and I are closer on this film than we realized. Yeah. I think I'm still a little bit higher than you just in the sense that I would. Yeah. Enjoyed this and I would watch it. I would not watch it again soon. Not like just for me. I would watch if somebody was like, Oh, I didn't get to see that. Or can we just like throw this on? Like it, it wouldn't be offensive to me. I would put it on and I would enjoy the parts of the movie that I liked. Yeah. You no, know, I would enjoy the zombie stuff. I would tune out during the story and I would enjoy the action set pieces. So, well, Aaron, it's last call and Zack Snyder and Dave Batista are walking up to our nice little bar. And what are you doing? Zack Snyder does not get a drink at last, does not get a, a, a drink. He gets denied entry. Batista, I give him a drink. So it kind of balances out. It's kind of a not, it's not a recommendation or, and it's not a not recommendation. It's kind of like you 
just know what you're getting into before you watch this. And if it sounds like you're going to enjoy it, you probably will, based on what we've mm-hmm. said. Um, I'd give that zombie a drink. If the zombie king and queen came in, I'd give them a drink, too. Yeah. Um, but Zach's not, and, and Tig. So we got Tig, Dave Bautista, and the two zombies. They are all welcome for one more drink. Yep. Zack Snyder, he actually is not allowed in the bar, I don't think, at this point. Yeah. I don't think, I just don't think we'll ever let him in. Um, if he makes another movie, I'll force you to watch it for the podcast, and then we'll maybe let him in. But We already kicked, we already we already banned Snyder from the bar because he kept trying to get us to keep out of the bar open until 7 in, in the morning and said we needed a Loma lounge cut of the bar, and we're like, whoa, dude, chill out. <laughs> Have you guys thought about being open 24-7? Longer is better, don't you know that? Do, this, you want to hear here? I'll give you two things that you're you want me to tell you two things that you're gonna hate about this. All as I'm saying just is gonna I, make want, you, I just want to see Dave Batista Batista bomb Zack Snyder through one of our tables in the Loma Lounge and be like Here's two facts that will make you groan and roll your eyes about this movie. When I've they go into done the five vault, times. They go into the vault. On the left hand side, there's a bunch of film cartridges. It's supposed to be the Snyder cut in the vault. And also the lead zombie that I really like, and I'm hesitant to tell you this because I don't want to ruin the one thing I like about this movie. I never say his name in it. Um it's Zeus. It's the whole thing is this like heavy-handed no. Greek. No, mythology no 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 no, no. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is the last film podcast i'm ever doing you can catch me no. on you can no, catch no, no, me no, no, on no, no, lowe's no. books on. i'm doing a book only podcast from here on out i'm done no more we don't read around these parts uh no, we're gonna do we're gonna do another movie and this one is we'll see i don't I okay. Let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. So that's our review of Army of Dark of Army of Darkness. Such a better fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> that's our review of Army of the Dead. Uh, for our next episode, we are going to be watching a film that you can see in theaters right now, or on HBO Max for the month. And actually, by the time this comes out, it might not be on HBO Max anymore. But uh, we'll we'll give you a heads up at the end of. Well, you'll hear. The timeline's so convoluted. I feel like I'm in a time loop. Um, it's we're watching it's Conjuring like a 2023 3. here. <laughs> we're watching, yeah, we, we, we pre-record so far in advance. Um, we are watching The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, this is one that I am, like, not so sure about, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because I think that a lot of the movies that James Wan directs are kind of the same, kind of the same as like the Haunting of Hill House stuff or like, which a lot of people also like. So I'm sorry to do that. Uh, but I just think that it's a lot of like somebody turns and there's nothing there. And then the camera pans and there's something right there. And then they turn and that's the jump scare. Um, yeah, all, all these movies kind of look and feel the same. And I'm not really into this like Marvel-esque universe of like horror but I will say I I've enjoyed The Conjuring and The Conjuring Two. I saw in theaters, had a, a very good experience, and I like those movies more than I like the surrounding movies. So like, I saw a couple Annabelle movies, didn't really like it, just kind of boring. But I think The Conjuring movies have been very good. Um, so I am cautiously optimistic about this, and I'm definitely interested in the idea that it is a 
the real life case is based on a real life case and that's the the weirdness element of of whether it's true or not the weirdness element of someone court trial that happened of a person claiming a demon possessed them and made them kill somebody or whatever that's interesting to me and that's something i'll want to read about so whether i love the movie or not i'm excited to see how they how they do that what are you what are you are you looking forward to this one yeah i'm looking forward to it a lot because i've seen a couple trailers now for it and i think it looks really cool and uh so just I think as Aaron comes in kind of with low expectations, I'm coming in with no expectations. So, Oh, I like that. That's uh, a weird. So, uh, oh, we I, did a little flipperoo. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hot in this movie, so I'm excited for it. Hopefully it doesn't Snyder me. All right. Are we good on time? Yeah. That's the episode folks. Uh, thank you for, once again, patronizing the Elmo Bar. And speaking of patronizing, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you, why don't you give us three dollars? Why don't you, why don't you, uh, you can give us three dollars a month if you have the money. If you'd like to, it's less than a cup of coffee a month, and you can watch the movies with us in real time before we record. And you can also get a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff from Lomo Media, like videos and photos, and access to our Discord. Um, but if you can't afford that, that's okay. If you could just share, if you're enjoying the show so far, if you like this episode, if you just like and share, um, that does a lot for us. It's free, and uh, it helps us get out there and get some exposure. Shout out to our Patreon members, Jay Irvin. We got one of them. Thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jay. Um, we're, we're building this thing one patron at a time. Uh, you know, we'll get there. The next patron is you. And for all our audio oh. listeners, that's not going to make any damn sense. But <laughs> I like that he pointed right at the camera. So just imagine. So just like close your eyes and, and picture beautiful low in front of you, and uh, go ahead and say it again. The next patron is you. Oh yeah, I like that. And it just re- it's like a three D movie. Your your hand just reached out to me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, get the fuck out of my bar. <laughs> it's closing time, baby. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with the one last note. I feel bad for anybody who has to see me in 3D when that happens. If we make it. (laughs) Yeah, I thought perceiving us in 2D was bad enough, but. (laughs) Wait until you get a side view of me in 3D.